You're listening to I Heard It on the 806, a podcast by John Bowers. John's 10-month sentence in federal prison meant that he would have to spend the holidays in confinement. It was during this time that the Lord began to speak to him about putting together a Christmas banquet for all of the prisoners in their cell block, something that was absolutely not allowed. But as with so many other stories from his time in prison, the Lord once again showed his amazing favor. While in prison, on November, as we were celebrating the Thanksgiving, there was a special meal presented for the prisoners. And as I'm eating the meal, I'm sitting across from the table of four with my cellmate, and I said, um, Chris, let's, let's pray about something. He said, what's that? I said, let's, let's pray that we can have a Christmas banquet here in this prison. Let's see if we couldn't put together, between now and Christmas time, enough food items. We'll designate different cells on our cell block, one for packaged popcorn, packaged seafood, moon pies, all kinds of desserts, all kinds of finger foods. We, we can get frozen pizzas. We can get ready to celebrate in a banquet that this prison had never seen before. So we started, and in the Bible study, uh, when I had with 75 people, they were many of those were from my cell block. And so many of them, when they heard, they said, hey, we'll do it, we'll do it, we'll do it. So when they went to the canteen to order their foodstuffs, they would always order more, keep the receipts. And we had one guy in charge of all the receipts so that when the guards would ask us, obviously, where did we get this stuff? We could show them we bought it and we had have receipts for it. We didn't confiscate it any other way. So as we started collecting the items, the goods, it was obvious we had more than we needed. There's 96 guys on my cell block, and we had food for probably twice that. But I said, let's go ahead and stop now receiving things, but let we have enough food to actually feed the cell block below us on the first floor. So let's go ahead and get ready to prepare it. So we went to our lieutenant, who was a phenomenal guy, great guard, and he liked us and we liked him. And we said, okay, uh, boss, what we want is this. We want you to go to the officer's quarters and we want you to bring this, get me a huge big basin, steel basin that we can put all of our seafood mixes in. We had lobster packets, we had shrimp packets, we had salmon packets, we had halibut packets. We had crab packets, and we were going to just mix it all together into one just glorious, ginormous amount of seafood mix. And we had the relishes to go with it. It was going to be a glorious thing. We had the cookies and the crackers to dip, and everything was going to be perfect. So he said, well, that's impossible. I can't do that. You know I can't do that, and you know you can't have a Christmas banquet. And I says, boss, just, just listen to me. We are going to have a Christmas banquet because I really believe the Lord's revealed that to me. He said, John, first of all, you forget oftentimes you're in federal prison. I said, well, I have not forgotten it, but I can tell you right now, God has revealed to me we're going to have a Christmas banquet. So would you please, this was on two days before Christmas. He was leaving that Friday and would not be back until two days after Christmas. So we only had three days for him to bring into the supply room, which I had a key to because I was in charge of our cell block, having it cleaned and polished and floors mopped, windows windexed. And so I had, I had my own crew. 
and I had my own office to put our supplies in. So I said, would you just make sure that all that stuff's in my office? And he laughed. He says, John, this is the darnest thing I've ever heard. It's not going to happen. And he left. He walked off. I said, okay. Next morning, as he's leaving, he comes by my, my cell and he said, hey, Bowers. I said, yeah. He said, have you checked your uh, supply room? I says, not yet. He said, well, you might want to check it pretty soon. I'd ask for a butcher paper also. I ask for nice plastic silverware, not just the real flimsy type. I ask for a large container to hold all of our pop. And we ask for napkins. We ask for special gloves that we could put on to serve the inmates. So he said, you might want to check your supply room. And he says, I'm leaving. I'll see you in, a, in two days after Christmas. So he left. Took my key, went down, opened the door with some of my Bible study guys with me. We opened the door, and to our amazement, there all the items that we had requested was there looking at us. The butcher paper, the big pans, the big serving spoons. Oh, man, it was all there. So on Christmas Eve day, we started organizing, bringing the tables from the different rec rooms on that our second floor. And we had one large rec room that we designated as our cafeteria. So we brought it all together. We put butcher paper down. We actually had some of the inmates in their art classes make little bouquets out of paper and and had different colors of of little paper flower flower pots. And so here we have this all set out. And then we started putting out all the goods. We had a smorgasbord that was absolutely beautiful. And that afternoon, prior to the time we were going to start serving it, the runner, and there's always a runner in prison, there's always a person on the lookout, and he, he comes running up to the rec room and he says, the guards are coming. They, they, they're going to shut down our Christmas banquet. The assistant warden is coming. So I said, okay, guys, there was 20 of us in the rec room preparing everything. I said, guys, Everybody just cool it, but let's keep on working. Don't say anything in a derogatory way. Let's just carry on. Well, the assistant warden was the lady. She walked in and she looked. She said, who is in charge of this? And before I could say I'm in charge, one of the Bible study fellows says, I'm in charge. And then another, I'm in charge. Then another, I'm in charge. And she finally shut it off about the 10th guy. She said, where did you get all of this food? And we explained to her, I explained to her that for the last several weeks, we've been getting it out of the commissary, that we have receipts. She said, I'd like to see the receipts. We already had them ready for her. We just handed her all the receipts. So she starts walking down the table as a sergeant, a drill sergeant, looking at the items. And when she saw the great big huge bowl that came from the officer's quarters, their cafeteria, she stopped and she said, how did you get this? And I said, well, we just, it was just made available for us. And immediately you could see the wheels turning. I'm going to shut this down. She said, this is not going to happen. I'll be back. So she took off. Well, that was our sign. Go tell everybody to come quick. Tell them to come and get their food. We're going to celebrate Jesus and his birth right now. So we had runners 
going down the corridor saying, hey, the Rev's ready to, they called me Rev at that time, and I'll explain later why. The Rev's ready to serve Christmas dinner. Come on, you guys. 96 guys were served that day, and they were so appreciative. We had the, the Christmas story. We had a time for salvation. That was the most orderly group you could ever imagine. That was the most appreciative group you could ever be around. That was the most thankful group you would ever see in your life. And they came and they said, hey, can we have, have you more? We have more food here. So can we take it downstairs to the cell block on, on number one? We were cell block two and cell block one was below us. I said, sure, let's start dishing it up. They started serving the prisoners on cell block one. And finally, the food is gone. Nobody ever came back. That assistant warden never came back. We cleaned up everything, put it back in the supply room. And when our lieutenant came back two days afterwards, he was amazed. And he called me to his office and several other the Bible study inmates. And he says, well, guys, I got to tell you, the warden, I was in his meeting today as we were being briefed and the Christmas banquet came up. And he wanted to know who gave cell block two permission to have that banquet. And, and he said, I just spoke up and said, I did. He said, well, then who supplied them all the goods? He said, I did. And he says, because if you've noticed the amount of fights in, on this, in this compound in the prison with the 940 some prisoners, if you've noticed the fights have gone down. If you notice chaos has gone down, you, the, there's a spirit upon this prison that's simply flowing with love and peace and joy. It's all because of what we're doing in cell block two. And I wanted to honor the guys, but most of all, I wanted to honor my Lord and Savior for what he's doing through Pastor John and what he's doing through this Bible study because these inmates have changed. So I wanted to bless them. The warden said, well, obviously this can't happen again. We'll let this one time pass, but it's not to happen again. And the, the lieutenant asked the warden, he says, what I said, is it true or not? Are there less fights? Are there less problems today since this Bible study started? And he said, there is no doubt about it. Statistics would prove you right. And that's why I'm not going to do anything this first go around, but there will not be another one. Oh, what a joy it was. We had, from that day on until I left the prison, until I was released, that went all over the prison. And prisoners would stop me and they would say, can we do something else? Can we, can we do another one? Can we do another one? I said, let's just wait for the Lord to move. And I know that even to this day, those prisoners will have never have forgotten that day that Jesus presented a Christmas banquet live and in person. You've been listening to the I Heard It on the 806 podcast with John Bowers. Make sure you don't miss an episode by subscribing wherever you listen. To learn more about John Bowers, this podcast, and to find out how you can get a copy of his new book, I Heard It on the 806, go to IHeardItOnThe806.com. This has been an Avenue 153 production.